Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome back to the Babylon Pastor Podcast with your host, Michael. And Rob, thank you so much for helping us out and, and clicking that like button and subscribing to our channel. Um, we really appreciate it so much. <laughs> this <laughs> every time we we do something like that, it brings me back to like elementary school, where I'm just like, "Yep, no wonder we didn't have girlfriends." <laughs> That's not true. It wasn't completely. We we weren't completely without girlfriends. That, that's true. That's true. We weren't. They didn't stick around though. But hey, so, hey. But hold on though. Really, in the end, that worked out. I got a much better, much. much it better. did work out. Yeah, yeah. My Love wife. You, yes, my wife is way Honest. better. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I joking? She'll never watch this. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so now. Uh, also, to autocorrect in case she does watch this, I'm not saying who am I joking I got a better deal. I'm saying who am I joking she'll never watch this because I did get a better deal, but she will also not watch this. Have I covered all my bases? I think I have. Let's get into today's episode. This month we've been talking about <laughs> we've been talking about quotes, uh, quotable, memorable moments that um, <clears throat> that Rob took away from the Ligonier conference that he attended uh, in Florida, beautiful, beautiful Florida. Um, hearing uh, probably arguably some of probably the best biblical uh, preachers of the day, um, given Dylan out knowledge there. So we've covered those. If you want to cover, want to look at those past episodes, you can go back and do that. This is the last one, sadly. I think this has been really cool. Next month, I got, I don't want to promise you guys anything, but hopefully next month will be, uh, it's going to, it's going to require some preparation from us, but I think it'll be helpful for you guys, hopefully. Uh, that being said, this is the last episode of this month where we cover quotes. Who we got? Who 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 we have? What what um, genius do we have speaking this week? Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Before we get into this, and I want to give you some backstory mm-hmm. to demonstrate that not all pastors deal out the same sort of knowledge. I'm not going to tell you who this pastor is, but I'm signed up for it's a thing now that some pastors have like a number in their bio that you can text and become part of like their texting that they'll text out, you know, their sermons or links or things like that. This pastor. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. They text out this. Um, now mind you, this is going out to lots of people. Um, this was the knowledge the pastor dropped this morning. If you can change your thinking, you can change your life. What do you need to change your perspective on today? question mark is that joel osteen it's not it's not joel osteen it's somebody that's really a lot closer to our age that that leads a fairly large church (laughs) now that we've heard just some random i pulled it out of my tush uh quote that means nothing let's hear from somebody that actually has something to say (laughs) i feel like i need to find a different quote now are you serious no 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 what why no, I, I just because that was so stupid. <laughs> I'll tell you after we're done recording. I'll tell you who it is, but okay. I, I I don't want to. I don't find it just to be for, helpful. For the listeners, 
you can't change your situation necessarily just because you think and will it to happen. There's actually a God. Uh, we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to first just say this quote without any context or anything. All right. And okay. It's not, okay. Okay. It's not going to be real controversial, but I just want, you know, what, what your thoughts are. And maybe we could guess the context or that kind of thing. Whatever. Whatever. This is fun. I find this very interesting to do. It's like a game show today, isn't it? I love it. It is almost like a game show. (laughs) All right. Um, Michael Moore, come on down. No, sorry. I was uh, running down the aisle there. The the quote is from Steve Lawson. Okay. And uh, it was his first sermon in the um, time that I was there. And the quote is this, the owner of the company is just middle management. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think I can put just from what we've already talked about off air, as far as just what he what kind of his sermon was about, even though I haven't heard his sermon. This My is guess is I've been talking about though. Oh man. So my reaction to the owner of the company is just the middleman. That's the quote. Okay. So I'm going to guess what he's saying is that God is over even the top person of anything. Um, so that could, I guess, apply to uh, if you're a husband, God is still over you and you are in submission to him. If you are at your job, your boss isn't your ultimate boss. Your boss is actually God. If you're a pastor, you're not the pastor of that church. You are actually under senior pastor Jesus. Is that kind of where he's going with that? Yes, that's where he's going with that. The title of the sermon, good job, you win a new perspective. And that can change your <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I, thought, I thought I was pretty solid on it, but you know, I don't, I'm not yeah. confident all no, the time. So. No, the, the title of that particular sermon was work uh, as for the Lord. Okay, um, gotcha. That was the topic that he was given. And he, he did a lot of talking about um, about work and that actually work was established before the fall, the purpose that yeah. God mm-hmm. put up here and he put Adam there to work the garden and to oversee, to, to you know, uh, uh, do the work of, of overseeing and of his creation, essentially, mm-hmm. right? So work has always been something that humanity was meant to do. It's not just part of the curse, right? Yeah. I think sometimes in America, we um, tend to look at that. Not that retiring from a career is bad, but we automatically just assume that paradise would be me laying on a beach under palm trees in a big lawn chair thing forever, maybe with a drink, right? Like this is kind of what we think about the perfect situation. and, and yet, at the same time, sometimes people retire, they don't have a purpose, and then they die. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's legit. There's people that have literally done that. They've retired, they've sat around, and then their body's like, okay, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Bye-bye. <laughs> but so uh, he, he talks a lot about um, that, about the, the, that we are working for a purpose, that uh, he's talking more specifically to lay people than obviously to pastors at, at this point, but um, but he he talks about um, what whatever your job is, it's not we we work. The the part that I think is convicting to the average Joe, and I only say that because I've been the average Joe for a lot of years, 
and you're you're still you work i'm an average joke hello and and so um he he talked about how uh when when we work um we do it with a good attitude Mm -hmm. because no matter the crappy situation we we do it in the moment as if we're working for jesus because we are that's only that's only incredibly convicting (laughs) but yeah yeah. so that's how i think that that's one of those things that that back into one of our earlier episodes i think uh and in this month that that is one of those things that we as christians i was terrible at this and and honestly still am sometimes I, just because it's a pastorate now doesn't change things really um that uh, it's it is easier to forget that i'm actually working doing this task for christ than um i mean it's it's so easy and it's something that is easily overlooked once i realize it you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think the, the reason I said that was incredibly convicting is because this <laughs> this particular week that we're recording this episode has been trash for me at work. I've had to reset so much stuff, had to deal with so many difficult situations. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, well, thanks, Holy Spirit, for convicting me there. Because it's, it's <laughs> literally, literally, there was, it was two days ago. And I was having to reset something. I did not, like, I didn't have time to do it. I didn't want to do it. I was already having a bad day. And I had to do it twice. Not only did I get done with one store I was at, I then had to go do my normal job and do this extra thing at another store because somebody way higher up than me in this other company had made some decision that this needed to be done immediately. I I stood there, especially at the second store, going, oh, my goodness, I just want to die. Like, it was just like it was taking... And I, I, and the reason this is convicting, by the way, just to tell myself, like the manager of that particular store that I was interacting with and I was, you know, we were trying to figure something out. I was just like, like my attitude was bad. She actually pointed it out to me that I was just having, cause I'm normally not like that, mm. which is why, which is why she was, it was very apparent. And, um, it was a moment where I was like, all right, you know, you're right. Let's just do this. But it, in context of this now, I'm just like, oh, man. Because like, I think it is really easy for us to get to, to forget that. I mean, it really is. Because we're like, we're here for a paycheck. I mean, I don't know how many people I talk to in every job I've had. They're like, yeah, we're here for the paycheck. Like, we don't want to be doing this, but we're getting paid to. So that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So that's our perspective a lot. Is that like, yep, doing it another day, another dollar, you know man's going to take his taxes out and then it's even less like it's just it's always like that's the only reason we're here that's why we're doing this and then like you said there is this idea and i've seen this from people our parents age that they retire and then they're like oh okay what do i do now like i thought this would be different (laughs) like i thought that this would be better now i have seen and to brag on my parents a little bit like there are lots of things they still do. They're both retired now. And like, they're doing more now than they did before. I'm just like, you know, like every day they're supposed, like we're doing this, we're doing this. I'm like, could you just like, does nobody sit down anymore? Like they're just doing stuff. Um, So, I mean, that's, um, I think that perspective that he's given is something that we, again, 
And this goes back to what we were talking about a couple episodes again as well. And we've talked about before on the podcast, where if we understand the Bible in a correct perspective, we understand that God's great goal for us isn't just to lay around and, you know, enjoy our, our free time. Like we're part of his kingdom. There is a job for that. Now go do that job. And it doesn't have to be, I think we, we equate like job to like this drudge and, you know, work and tiredness and things like that. But I think it was Matt Chandler that, in a sermon one time that he said, if you're a guy and you get home and you are not dog tired, when you get home, you haven't done what you were supposed to do for the day. <laughs> like, like you're supposed to work. That's the point. Like that's the idea is that you're put on this planet to go do things. And while you're doing that thing, like tying back to what Lawson said, like what you're doing. And this goes back to the first quote from the first episode, what you're doing and how you're doing it is preaching the gospel in some way. So again, to tell myself the other day that I had a less than horrible, crappy attitude. Uh, I was, I was preaching the gospel, not real great <laughs> at all, but um, of, of how Christians are supposed to approach things. Right. And there's times where we really have to step back and recognize that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't really do a really good job at that. Um, and let that conviction set in, let that, you know, sanctification take, take its, you know, toll and process on us so that next time we go, okay, we're going to approach this better because now I know that I don't work for my boss or, you know, the person that micromanages every step I do, but I work for, for a gracious and good King that didn't, I think this is the other thing. Like, I think sometimes we think we fall in to places like, Oh, I just, I fell into this job because I was here and I got this interview. We don't contemplate that God's not surprised that you're doing whatever mundane task you're doing. And therefore, like, it's not mundane for him. <laughs> I, I haven't read that book, so I don't know what uh, Providence is about, uh, the book specifically. But it's not like you're, you're there for a reason. And I think it's, that's very easy to forget for people, especially if you're a cashier at Walmart or you're working at McDonald's or you're just stocking shelves somewhere. Like, you don't feel like you're changing the world, okay? But... If you're a consistent cashier at Walmart, that's always happy, that's always joyful, or not necessarily always happy, but always joyful, always kind, always helpful, right? Mm -hmm. People recognize that because just so you know, if you haven't been in retail, those are rare individuals. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's much more common to have someone that is angry and hates their job. Um, so I think, yeah, that's a great perspective to have. And I think that's something we really have to preach to ourselves every day and have others preach to us as well to remember that because that is, like you said, so easy to forget, especially when you're having the same thing every day for 40 years. <laughs> and you forget that, you know, you, you, could, you could technically go your whole life in a position that God has put you in and then you get to the end of it and you've wasted it. Like you just threw that away because you thought it was just a job. So. Yeah. Um, D.L. Moody became a Christian because of a shoe shine guy. Right. Didn't know that. Yeah. Where was the shoe salesman? Either way, I don't remember. But it was just some dude doing an average everyday job, making a living. And now there's a college and a seminary and countless lives changed. See how crazy, isn't that, that is nuts to think that, that one dude 
that nobody even knows his name. Nobody cares. He just did it for the glory of God. And now there's, like you said, countless people yeah. have heard the gospel because some dude signed some stranger's shoes. That's <laughs> nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. And, and I think that it's, um, it, it's really easy for us to forget because the other stuff is so glamorous, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes I think people look at what I do and you think, okay, well, that's, you know, that's what it means to be uh, a minister or a missionary or whatever, right? Um, when in fact, we've all been made ministers and we've all been made missionaries. If you claim the name of Christ, it's your job in whatever capacity you might be in. I think we can take that too far and say, well, I just don't know what God wants me to do with my life. Well, yeah, get over that stupid question because it's not about that. It, 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 it's a lot more about what God wants you to do despite whatever your job is at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And that is that you, you are a missionary. One of my college professors um, said one time, you're either a missionary or a mission field. And um, I think that that's really important concept to take into your everyday um, life at work and whatever else it might be. So um, one of the things that actually during that uh, sermon, uh, when anytime Lawson does it, it's a sermon. It's not ever just a talk. um, During during that uh, sermon, he he uh, quoted John MacArthur. He said there was one time when he was at the master's seminary and it was a graduating class and the very last thing he said uh, to the class um, uh, and he said something like just one last thing it's really important and he said you could hear you know like the silence everybody everybody's leaning in last thing what's so important and he said uh, I think I wrote it down actually here the actual quote yeah, so MacArthur says to the graduating class this such profoundness. He says, show up early and do what you're told with a good attitude. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, and then what? Right? Yeah, what other gym? Uh, no, yeah, that is the gym. As, as simple and, and <laughs> as simple as that is, Mm-hmm. How profound and how um, how opposite of what our natural inclination is, mm-hmm. right? And um, and I think we we don't know. And it sounds really cliche to say it like this, maybe, but y- you and I know none of us know, right? Um, who that D.L. Moody might be that's in front of us at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who might be that person that then goes and influences a bunch of other people who end up being martyrs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we don't know. We don't know because we are not providential like God is. Yeah. And, so, um, and that, that can bleed over into the full-time ministry, by the way. It's easy for me to go to a conference like I just went to and see these men who have global reach with every word that they say or every tweet or every whatever that they might put out, thousands and thousands of people are there and they look at it, they, they see into that. And so um, it's easy for me to come back now to, to my uh, church, uh, local church that, that, um, that I'm pastor at and go, okay, well, 
140 people. You know, I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. if I'm careful, if I'm not careful, I can, I can make that weigh less than it actually weighs. Mm-hmm. And um, they, there are uh, 140, 150 people. If everyone were here, it'd probably be 150 people um, that uh, one of them or six of them or a hundred of them might end up doing their own thing and changing the world. They might become that shoe salesman, right? Or they might, um, I mean, or they might go home and raise that shoe salesman, um, having discipled them by themselves rather than depending on the church. I mean, everything that we do matters. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the, the whole concept of the entire conference was that, was what you do matters what you do today matters for eternity i think is what the whole mm-hmm. the whole concept of the of the conference was and and we have to work um whatever the job whatever capacity you are at the job we have to be that we have to be that person that makes everyone else go okay i'm really mad why are they not mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? i, yeah. I know it's it's so easy when um working um i've worked in a lot of different (laughs) i've been a peon and i've been managing and i've been whatever kind of on both ends of that and one of the things you always see is the the person who is just kind of the average on the line factory worker always looks up to management and says they don't know what they're doing all the time i yes those bunch of idiots you know and and look don't get me wrong sometimes that's that can be true i mean i'm not saying it it's not true yeah yeah what i will say is there there are a whole lot of emails a whole lot of meetings a whole lot of uh profit loss statements that they see and have to make decisions about that you know nothing about as that regular line worker Yep. So you don't know why they made the decision they made. You just assume because that you don't like it, that it's stupid, right? Yep. And that's true in, in every capacity. There, I'm sure, are people within, um, this is one of the problems that we see in churches, right? Like the, the people in the pews sometimes look at leadership and go, they're an idiot, mm-hmm. right? Without understanding the concept or understanding why they might have made that decision. And maybe it was a bad decision, but we need to understand why. Right. Instead of just assuming that, that, you know, so long story short, what if you're the only person on that, on that production line that isn't saying management is full of morons? Yeah. Right. Like what Mm -hmm. if, what if you're the only person, I mean, that is a witness because the world is going to act like the world regardless with no hesitation because they don't know any other way to act. Yep. No, I've, I've had that conversation this week. Actually, somebody was like, yeah, the stupid people up top. I'm like, I've been at the top, believe me. There, like you said, there's some stupid people, but he's probably trying his best to pull his hair out, <laughs> and he knows you're complaining. And he's trying to help you out, but um, no. And I think, like you said, it, it, no matter what that situation is, whether you're the management person or the line worker or whoever, it's important to do you. Like you can't control anybody else, but you can control you and how you react to situations. And like yeah. you said, sometimes those situations may be minor, but they, 
a bunch of minor situations build up a character, right? Uh, if you're consistent in how you handle those situations. And character then actually leads to a lot bigger decisions uh, as far as, you know, um, if somebody, for example, you make a bunch of honest decisions a lot, uh, people then you're, you're known as being honest and somebody will come to you when they want your honest opinion because they know you're, you're consistent in that regard, right? Um, and that could change a lot. That may be the reason you, if you're, for example, complain about management, the very reason you get promoted is because management sees that you are honest and then you get, you know, you get that, that opportunity. Um, off of that a little bit, and just to kind of speak to that, the fact that even our littlest decisions and how we interact with people actually speak for eternity, right? Um, I don't think she'd care me sharing this, but um, so my mom was actually adopted by, um, long story short, there was sin that occurred in this, uh, this relationship. This lady had slept with uh, somebody at her work while her husband was out. Uh, he was a Navy man and he was out and he came back and she was pregnant. And there was a moment where she was going to abort, uh, what turns out to be my mom. Uh, but they had gone to church with my grandma and my grandma said, no, we'll take the baby. We can't have a baby. We want your, don't, don't abort this baby. Um, and like just that one decision, right. From my grandma, um, of saying, you know, we're, no, we want to be, we want to help you in this situation. We want to be able to save a life. We want to, you know, I mean, we tell my daughter that all the time. Like the reason you're here, the, the, the reason you are here today, right. Is that providentially generations ago, somebody said, no, I want to intervene in this situation, even though it's going to be hard, even though it's going to be difficult, even though what happened is a big mess. I want to intervene in that situation. Not, not even not knowing what that meant, what that looked like, what came down the road, just saying, no, in this moment, I'm going to do the right thing. I want to do the right thing. Um, and now there's, who knows what my kids will do, right? Uh, all because one person said, no, we're going to, I want to step into this situation. So I think there's sometimes that like, there's no way we can see down the line of generations, but the things that you do and the, the people you interact with and right. I mean, just seeing that as even this mundane thing could, could affect someone's life. And we, we don't process things that way. We're so individualistic, uh, especially as Americans that I don't think we process that my kind word or my action towards somebody could literally, I mean, could literally like, here, let me put it in this scenario. Everybody's into comic books and multiverses, right? You doing one thing could change the entire trajectory of somebody's life. Literally one thing, one kind word, one action that you do taking five seconds to pray with somebody could literally change the complete trajectory of their life with you just being a faithful Christian right? With you just standing and say like, Hey, how can I pray for you? What's going on? Like, do you want to come to church? Right. You know how many families, their entire family tree has been changed by one person saying, Hey, you want to come to church? And then God just grabbing a hold of that person. Like there's people in my church today that are only there because somebody invited their great, great grandma to church one day. And then that lady gets so captivated by the love of Christ that she's on fire and becomes a prayer warrior that completely changes the tree that it was before. I mean that if we perceive things that way, so here, let's, let's wrap it all up. Right. So 
this whole month, guys, if we live in such a way that we actually understand the Bible, right, and we preach the word through our, through our words and actions, then understand that, um, like, um, our work is actually a ministry as well, that everything that, that, that we're discipling people as well as our kids for the possibility that, you know, you're going to have to die for Christ one day, that changes everything you do, like everything. That changes how I work. That changes how I talk. That changes how I disciple people. That changes how the things that I care enough to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that changes the conversations I have every single day. That changes how I interact with people. Um, uh, uh, funny thing, that's the gospel, right? That, that, that complete change in your life is a result of the message of who Jesus Christ is. That, that gets a hold of everything, not, not just some stuff. That helps us, again, going back to a conversation we had before, be consistent in how we address sin in life. Um, and guess what? That person gets, gets uh, that's noticeable, right? I, I, I can name on one hand the people that I'm like, there's no question about at all, like that person loves Jesus, right? I mean, not, not that the other people I know don't. I'm just saying these people are on fire. There's nothing. Like they take this dead seriously. Um, I think we need, I need to, to be more, uh, like pursue that more as well. I mean, I'm, cause I'm not one of the people in my own hand, but the idea of just saying, you know, Hey, you know, life looks different when you understand all of that. So yeah, I think I sufficiently I, talked for twenty minutes there. All right, I, I I'll um I think I just sum up my um, take on his uh, on this particular uh, sermon uh, message with uh, a, another quote from this message that he gave, and um, regarding work and the things that we do and what. Um, how how we do it, the manner in which we do it, the attitude with which we do it, the reason that we do it, um, the reason that we can go to work, um, whether it's driving uh, a truck from place to place, whether it's preaching, whether it's working on a production line, a gas station, uh, uh, executive management at some law firm, whatever, the reason that we do it is um, not for that paycheck or that job in particular, or so we will be successful there. It is, um, it, it's, it's because we don't work for them, we work for God. He said in this sermon, he said, we can't work our way to heaven, but we work joyfully because we work for the one who owns heaven. And and I think that that is, that is what we have to remember and know going in, no matter what comes, um, there, there are things that any job, any calling, anything that God puts in, in a person uh, or situation he puts a person into, there are things that your, your mom retired from Walmart, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and dad from Toyota. I remember correct. that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, these are just regular jobs, you know, they're regular everyday jobs that people get. And, um, you, you faithfully work no matter what the job is, not, not chiefly. So you can, 
get raises and get promotions and run that joint someday or whatever, even though God might bless you in that way because of your character, like you said, you know, because of your character and, and the things they see in you. Um, but we do it because we've been created uh, to work. And secondly, because we've been called to work as to the Lord. We've been called to work as if we're working for God in, in any capacity that we're in because we are. Mm -hmm. It's a good perspective. Changes things a bit, right? About being late <laughs> or the attitude you have towards your coworkers and boss. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that really this whole month is kind of summarized around, I mean, well, of course it did because it was from the conference. So that was the tone of the conference apparently, but that what you do uh, actually speaks a whole lot louder than what you say in the sense of what you're saying is really only backing up and propping up how you already live. It's not the other way around, yeah. um, which goes back to consistency, goes back to some weightiness to what you say because they see that you actually live that way. It's one thing to say, have a good attitude, um, you know, preach that, but then not have one uh, versus have a good attitude. And people go, why are you always cheery? <laughs> this job is horrible. <laughs> and again, that, here's a, and it sounds corny guys. It really does. But I can tell you this happens when you are on time all the time, when you do do a good job, when you refuse to, to even give a little bit, um, on, on, on honesty and, you know, morality in general at work, it speaks and people will ask why you don't do that, especially if everybody else does. And as corny as it sounds, that is your little window to speak about Jesus there. Even if it's two minutes and they laugh you off, you can say, I do this because I, I, or I do or do not do this because of Jesus. And we can talk about that further if you want to, but if you want to know why, that's why. Um, and the cool thing is that puts the ball in their court now because, and hopefully, hopefully gives them a, per, a better perception on Christians than what they've had before. Because maybe in the past Christians have been the people that, you know, still a little time from the clock or, you know, not totally honest in how they do things. And now they go, okay, hold on. You're more consistent on this. And again, yeah. no one's going to get converted right then probably, but a consistent life, as and again, this is why I think if you're at a company for 40 years, this isn't a death sentence for you. This is actually helpful because over 40 years of consistency, somebody can say, look, I've, I've worked with this dude for 40 years. And for 40 years, he said the same thing about Jesus. For 40 years, he's done the exact same thing. He's come to work. He's been on time. He's done a good job. He's talked about Jesus. And that, that speaks a lot other than jumping around every two years. Um, you know, nobody knows if you're consistent they know you talk about jesus but what does that really mean i mean i'm talking my let me I'll, I'll end on this bragging on my father-in-law he retired from his job too and the entire time he was there he had been he's been a christian um and the entire time he's there the people that he knows that he works with know that like he made sure they knew that so he wasn't going to, you know, do a half good job on something. He wasn't going to steal any time. He wasn't going to, you know, because oftentimes they'd be like, hey, go home. We'll just put you down for the full day. And he'd be like, I'm not doing, I didn't work that time. We're not, I mean, I'm not doing that. And even to this day, he talks to people that he used to work with. 
that he gets to share Jesus with them because they know he was consistent. They knew that he was a Christian. And even now that he doesn't work there anymore, he still has those conversations with the people he used to work with because they're still in that relationship with him. And that consistency pays off long run because now they know, hey, if I, wanna, if I have a question about God, I'm going to go ask that guy because he was consistent the whole time. So it, it does make a difference in how you live. So that's all I got. Yeah. Next year, next year, the conference, the same conference is uh, going to be about upholding Christian ethics. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if we'll go again or not or what. But. I have only two weeks of vacation a year. And uh, next year I've already, there are so many people that are going, have you heard of the G3 conference? Yes. Okay. So I missed it this year and there's like a dozen people that are going that I, I want, I, I know they're in my internet friends, but I want to meet them in real life. And I've been so bummed that I can't go this year. So next year I've only got two weeks. One of them is family vacation. The other one is G3. (laughs) So I'll just have to miss everything else. Uh, Because uh, the internet's this interesting place where you get to, you, you, you befriend brothers and sisters in Christ, but you've never seen them before. And you're like, I want to meet you so bad. Um, so yeah, sorry guys, no other conferences, but G3 next year. So it's, <laughs> assuming God willing, we're all still here. So, well, they have, they have a pretty high list of speakers as well though. Like that's yeah. a Paul Usher is always at that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah, it's a smaller conference, I guess. I had never heard of it until this last year, but um, it seems like it's growing. I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. But it seems like it's pretty solid. There's nobody there that I would be like, hey, I don't know. Why. I'm not sure about them. Um, so anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for following. Thank you for subscribing. I'm sure you've done all of those things at this point because of the knowledge that we've been dropping. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So guys, thank you for you become saved now. <laughs> okay, well we'll end on that. We'll talk to you next month. Bye.